Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for the aspiring female runner or one in the making who is ready to let go of the pressure to perform, quit chasing someone else's pace, and start embracing her own. My name is Pamela Otero, a certified running coach and personal trainer, and each week I'll be sharing practical running strategies and mindset shifts to help you do just that. So, if you're ready to run your way, then grab your running shoes, lace up, and listen in. Well, hey there. Thanks for spending a little time with me today. Tell me something. Have you ever experienced this situation? You lace up and head out the door for a run, feeling pretty darn spunky at the outset. But about a few miles in, maybe 20 to 30 minutes or so, you feel fatigued, sluggish, and you just don't have the energy you normally do. And immediately thoughts flood your mind with how you're not making progress, how you're still so darn slow, how you're backsliding instead of getting stronger with your running. And you power through that run feeling pretty darn crappy most of the way walking the last mile back to your car or your front door, just ready for this run to be over. Why did that run feel so hard? Why am I not getting better? These are questions you might have asked yourself. Well, in today's episode, I want to talk with you about situations exactly like that. Runs where you too felt crappy, sluggish, and downright fatigued. And I want to suggest that it just might not have anything to do with you and the effort you've been giving your running. It's probably something else. Because whenever I talk with clients about how their training is going, how their runs have been feeling, what their energy has been, there's almost always a conversation about feeling just as I described. Fatigued, sluggish, little to no power during some of her runs. And my first question is this. Did you eat anything prior to your run? Uh, nope, she often says. I got up late. I didn't have time. Have you ever experienced that? You wake up late for a workout or a run, no time to do anything, but brush your teeth, lace up those shoes, and get out the door. Well, if you're anyone like me and the women I coach, that happens more often than not, which is why in today's episode, I want to talk with you about fueling before a run, when you should eat or not, why it's important, and what are some simple pre-run fueling ideas you can whip up and have ready so the next time you're rushed to get out the door for your run, you've already dialed in your go-tos that you know work for you. So before we jump into when to fuel before a run, because that is an important question, I'd like to briefly, briefly explain why you should. Why in the heck you should actually fuel before a run? So I put together just kind of four um, main reasons why I think you should, and I'm going to briefly go over those, and then I will continue to get into when you should fuel, 
what types of fuel and how much fuel um, as it relates to fueling before a run. So why should you fuel before a run? First of all, it increases your energy because you don't want to feel that crappy fatigue, lethargic, sluggish, just not having that energy. So fueling a little bit before your run will increase your energy because the fuel that is usually best consumed in the form of carbohydrates, specifically glucose, that breaks down and quickly enters your bloodstream where it can be used for immediate energy. Or if it's not used for immediate energy, that glucose can be stored in the form of glycogen and it's stored in your muscles and your liver so that you can tap into that a little bit later on in your runs. So that's the first reason why I think you should. The second reason why I think you should fuel before a run is because it prevents low blood sugar. And if you're someone that already deals with low blood sugar, you know how crappy you feel. So this is definitely something you want to be mindful of doing. If you are somebody that already deals with low blood sugar, but wants to prevent experiencing low blood sugar. All right. Now, the third reason why I believe you should fuel before a run is that it prevents you from depleting your stored glycogen. Like I just mentioned in the first um, reason, there is only so much glycogen your body is able to store and it's stored in your muscles and your liver. So by not eating before a run, not topping off these storage sites, um, you can run the risk of depleting what is already stored in your body, which may actually not be a lot. And then that leaves you feeling like crap and sluggish and fatigued and all of that nonsense that I know you want to avoid. So that's the third reason why I think it's important for you to consider um, fueling before your run. And then the fourth reason, it's just overall, you just feel better, you know, having something in your body, having something in your system. For a lot of people, it doesn't feel good running on an empty stomach, just that feeling. So that's the fourth reason why I would suggest you consider taking some of what I'm talking with you about today or all of what I'm talking with you about, taking it and going out and implementing it after you hop off listening to me today. So those are the four reasons why I think you should. So the next question that you might be wondering is when should you eat prior to a run? Okay. Now I want to say that it's going, a lot of this is going to vary from person to person, but as, um, you know, when it comes to when you should eat as a general rule of thumb, I really suggest eating one to two hours prior to your run. Now, you're going to need to test this out and you're going to need to see what works best for you. Um, if your schedule allows, you want to try and shoot for one to two hours, but it it's all going to depend on one, what exactly you're eating, you know, two, how your body processes that food, three, the amount of food you eat before a run, and then of course, the fourth reason is how much time you actually have before a run. Because if you're someone who wakes up early and you're up and out the door within 30 minutes of getting up, you might need to wake up, eat something small, and then get going. Or 
you might need to build in a little bit more time to make that pre-run meal or snack happen. Because if you are somebody that is feeling the way that I explained at the beginning, um, you're definitely somebody that's going to want to practice building in this pre-run meal or this pre-run snack so that you don't feel that way. All right. Now, you might be somebody listening in right now. You're someone who gets your run in during the lunch hour. So you might want to eat a snack mid-morning. And that might be a good amount of time to set you up for your lunch hour run. Again, you're going to have to test it out. Um, But when it comes to, you know, when you should eat, like I said, one to two hours prior is optimal. But again, You're going to have to test it out. And I do want to tell you this, there is a little caveat to this. And I'll first say, if you're new to running and you're listening in right now, please ignore what I'm about to say. Now, because I just said that your ears are probably going to perk up and you're not going to ignore what I'm about to say. But if you're new to running, um, this is not something I recommend new runners do um, because it does take some practice to run like this. But there are some runners who have trained their bodies to run on an empty stomach and even, um, you know, run uh, on an empty stomach for runs lasting more than 60 to 75 minutes. Um, I'm actually one of those people. I can have a cup of coffee or a chai latte in the morning. I can go out for a four to six mile run and be completely fine, not eating anything prior. And then I just consume water during my run. And it's something I've done for years. My body is used to it. It doesn't cause me to feel fatigued or sluggish or have low energy. I feel perfectly fine doing that. But my recommendation for you, especially if you're new to running, is that if your run will last longer than 45 minutes, let's say 60 to 75 minutes at a minimum, I would strongly suggest you eat something one to two hours prior to your run. All right. Now, if you're not running longer than 45 minutes, you may not need to fuel before your run or you may need to just eat a little bit of, you know, a little something before you run. But again, it's something that needs to be practiced and tested. All right. So how much is enough? How much pre-run fuel is enough? And, you know, what are some things I'd suggest you test out? Well, first of all, I'd recommend, and again, this is just a general uh, recommendation, I'd recommend consuming about three to 400 calories of a pre-run fuel source of food if you'll be running more than 60 minutes, and then roughly about 150 to 250 calories if your run will last about 45 minutes to 60 minutes, okay? So you're going to need to consume um, more calories if you're running longer than 60 minutes and a little bit less calories if you're running less than 60 minutes, Um, For a lot of people, not all, um, some people, you know, if they're running 30 minutes, they won't, you know, eat eat anything at all. And then there could be somebody else that runs 30 minutes and they feel like crap. So again, you'll need to test out the amount of food, the type of food and the timing of food um, to see what works best for you. Now, when it comes to the types of food to eat, I strongly suggest you eat real food, (laughs) whole food, um, and you eat foods that your system can digest easily um, and that contain more carbohydrates 
than any of the other macronutrients like proteins and fats. So a mix of carbohydrates, proteins, and a little fat is great, but just make sure there's carbohydrates in what you're eating because carbohydrates are the primary source of fuel that your body and your brain need to feel their best and to have your muscles work at their best, okay? Your muscles and your brain need carbohydrates in the form of glucose. Um, they're stored as glycogen, like I mentioned early, earlier, but that's going to be the most efficient and the best source of fuel for you to consume so that you support your brain and you support your body and your muscles in the best way possible. All right. So I'm going to give you some suggestions on things that you could eat, but I'm not going to get into all the different diets that are out there. But if you're somebody that's listening in right now and you are on a low carb diet or you're following one of the many versions of the keto diet, you may want to choose to consume um, those carbohydrates, those little amounts of carbohydrates that you're consuming, um, consume them or eat them around your runs. So think about supporting your runs with those carbohydrates and then at other times of day, reduce or eliminate them. Okay. And then the other thing I'd highly suggest you do, highly suggest, is to avoid foods that are high in fiber. And high fiber foods, um, I'm sure you have experienced this just like myself. High fiber foods can lead to GI distress. They can lead to cramping um, because they are just harder for your body to digest and break down. And I really don't want you dealing with a whole other set of feelings or experiences on your runs that have to do with that. All right. So those are, you know, some of my suggestions as far as how much um, fuel you should consume based off of the length of your run. Um, Now, I put together you know, a simple list today of some pre-run fueling ideas. Again, you know, if you're following a specific diet, maybe only a couple of my suggestions today will work for you, but hopefully there will be a few ideas you can take away today and then go out and practice them. And I just want to say up front, these are foods that I personally eat before my runs. Again, I did mention that I have trained my body to run on an empty stomach. That doesn't mean that I always do that. Um, But these are foods that I personally use before my runs. I've found that they've worked really well for me. And I think that they're super, super simple. And because we are busy women with a lot on our plate, managing a lot of things, um, I really want to make it super simple um, to pull together. So I'm just going to list out, you know, share with you my list and, um, You know, maybe if you are driving right now, you're running, you're walking your dog, um, you may want to come back to this section of the episode and, you know, kind of write these down. Um, But these are the foods that I personally eat before my runs. I like to eat a banana with um, a nut butter. I personally like peanut butter, Um, but you could have a banana or an apple with a little bit of uh, nut butter on that. I love acai bowls with granola, and I will tell you this, I just got a Vitamix. I broke down and bought a Vitamix. I didn't buy the most expensive one, and maybe that's why I'm not so crazy about it. I've been thinking about calling up Vitamix and 
either returning it or maybe paying a little bit more because I have so many friends that love their Vitamix. But I use my Vitamix specifically to make acai bowls. And I go to the store myself and I buy all the things to make it because it's actually really simple. So um, a suggestion and something that I like, it's really refreshing. um, And I actually like eating this after a run is an acai bowl with granola. And then I put um, some you know, organic coconut chips, really delicious. The other thing that I do before run is I eat scrambled eggs with avocado. I love avocado. I probably eat at least one avocado a day. Um, So scrambled eggs with avocado um, or a boiled egg that I slice um, over uh, sourdough toast. I butter the toast a little bit and then I um, put my boiled egg over the top and I eat it like that. That is really good. You might be somebody that um, eggs don't kind of settle well in your system before you work out. So that may not be something that you choose. Um, It works fine for me. Um, I love yogurt with nuts and fresh fruit. And I used to make my own yogurt a long time ago when I was married. Um, And I found a really good Bulgarian yogurt that is Um, gets, you know, very close to homemade yogurt. And so I love yogurt with nuts and fresh fruit. Um, I love cottage cheese with um, specifically mandarin oranges, but you could put any fruit or sliced tomatoes on that. Um, I also really like avocado toast with microgreens. Like I told you, I love avocados. Um, But I personally, I've been growing microgreens now for gosh, almost a year now. And I am going to be putting together a podcast episode all on microgreens and all the amazing nutrients and things that you can use them for and how easy they are to grow. But I love a piece of sourdough toast with some avocado, and then I just put some microgreens over the top and it's delicious. Um, A couple other things that I do, I love still cut oats. So oatmeal with either dried or fresh fruit, Um, I love rice cakes with peanut butter or another nut butter. And I specifically like the rice cakes that are kind of thinner. They're in this square box. I can't remember the brand, but they're square and they're thin. And I make them into like a little sandwich, two little um, thin rice cakes with peanut butter in the center. I love that. Um, I also love doing that on a run. I will pack that in my fuel belt. Um, And then the last thing I have here for you is a whole grain English muffin with butter um, or jam over that. So these are some things that I use on a regular basis before my runs. They work with my system. They're easy to pull together. Um, And, you know, there are endless ideas out there. You can Google you know, different foods that you could eat before a run. Um, But I think this is a pretty good um, variety. And I pulled together some ideas that I thought would work for most people that are either Whole30 or keto or paleo or vegan. Um, You know, there's one or two options, I think, uh, here for everybody. But there are, you know, endless ideas out there. Um, These are just some of my go-tos that are pretty simple and quick to whip together. Um, I know that you are just as busy as I am, and I really don't want you spending too much brain energy trying to come up with ideas. There's no point in you, you know, reinventing the wheel. So these are some ideas, you know, there's, that's a good solid list that you could possibly pull one to two out and start with. Um, Just remember the key is you got to experiment. 
Okay, because what works for me may not work for you. And I really want you to find out what works best and what doesn't work best for you. Because we are all very different with different backgrounds, with different health issues. Um, Our digestive system can handle, you know, different things based off of, you know, what we have going on inside our body. So again, test out the amount of food, the timing and the type. All right, before your runs. Now, you know, I would love it if you would consider taking action with all of this over the next two weeks. It's going to take you some time to practice, but I would love it if you would identify, you know, maybe three of your go-to pre-run fueling foods. Um, Really just keep it simple and that way it will get you to simply start, right? We don't need to overcomplicate things. We don't need to think so hard about these things. Just keep it simple and simply start practicing and finding, you know, a few go-to pre-run fueling foods um, that work with you, that work for you. So, you know, I really, you know, if you're someone who has experienced that crappy run that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you know, this will hopefully help you prevent that from happening in the future. And if you're someone who hasn't ever experienced that, well, then let's just make sure um, you don't experience it, right? Um, Because it doesn't feel good to feel crappy like that. So I hope that today, you know, this information was helpful for you. I get a lot of people asking me about fueling strategy. And again, there's so much I could talk to you about when it comes to fueling. But I thought let's just start out with our um, pre-run fueling strategy. Let's start thinking about, you know, how much time before your run you're going to consume it, how much of the food you're going to consume, and then what types of food you're going to consume. And then how does that food make you feel on your run? So we just want to practice that. And um, I'd love it for you, you know, I'd love for you to let me know if this episode was helpful Um, One way that you can do that is by leaving a review from whatever podcast player you're listening into right now. For me, hearing back from you is a way um, it really helps me know if I'm sharing with you topics of interest, topics of value. And it also helps getting, you know, this podcast into the ears of many other aspiring female runners. So, you know, please don't be shy. It will really take you less than five minutes, probably not even that, to leave a quick review from whatever podcast player you're listening into today. Um, I would greatly appreciate it. I am trying my hardest to get, you know, this podcast into the ears of as many um, women as possible because I do believe there is a way to make running easy, to make running feel good and to get us out there running and aspiring towards those desired distances that we want to run and do it in the time that we actually have, because I know that we are so dang busy managing all the things, right? So again, let me know, write a review. Um, Let me know if this was helpful, if this was valuable, if you want to hear more episodes around nutrition, around fueling your runs. And, um, you know, that's all I got for you today, my friend. So, um, you know, until next week, I would love it if you would go grab your running shoes, 
Go lace up and go enjoy the beautiful outdoors. 